Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Hello, Zoe. How have you been? I'm doing great. It is less than two weeks away from the Beijing Winter Olympics, and all countries' representatives are following close bubble management and epidemic prevention measures that are even stricter than last year's Tokyo Olympics to cut off contacts from the outside world for the best consideration of all participants and Chinese citizens' health. Due to the complication of the international pandemic, participants who have not done the vaccine will need to conduct a 21-day quarantine. All participants must conduct a COVID test every day during the Winter Olympic period. IOC also requires all athletes to travel with arranged transportations between buildings, stadium, and working areas, and it is strictly prohibited stepping out the bubble zone. No matter with Tokyo Olympics, National Games, and upcoming Winter Olympics, there are very strict pandemic prevention measures, all of which will be an essential reference for Hangzhou Asian Games. We believe that the Winter Olympics will be held safely and smoothly with the efforts of all walks of life. Yes, Suyi, I agree. And in all sports events, it is not rare to see athletes who do not pass their drug testing system and lose their medals. Often, the athlete did not take stimulants in purples, but it is blended with food or contained in their rehab medication treatments, which they did not pay attention to. We will share more information on this topic in our China news today. The General Administration of Sports, with four other departments, jointly issued the 2022 Stimulant Directory announcement. The report in 2022 contains 367 stimulant variety, nine more varieties compared with the report in 2021. According to the announcement, all related parties must pay attention to producing, selling, exporting, and anti-doping promotion. At the same time, the report also clearly stipulated the doping examination, including the prohibited methods and upper limit of the concentration of specific banned substance and usage in the treatment for medical use. In a question, racing and other sports events. Anti-doping work is always one of the most critical sections in international events. In many public occasions, China government repeats over and over again the importance of anti-doping and implement rules and regulations to demonstrate a clear stand against the use of dopings in sports. So, if you have medical or nutrition products to be exported to China, you should be aware of the strict rules applying to both riders and horses. For any further questions, please feel free to email us at contact at wonder-horse.com. Talking about China, let's share about the Hong Kong Equestrian Federation in our China Club session today. Hong Kong was established as a colony of British Empire after the First Opium War in 1841, and the whole territory was returned to China in 1997. The Hong Kong Special Administrative Region and Hong Kong maintains a separate governing and economic system from mainland China under the principle of one country, two system. With this background, the Hong Kong Horse Society was established in 1973, and in 1999. 
the society changed its name to the Hong Kong Equestrian Federation that we are all calling today. And it is at the same level as CEA and other national federations registered under FEI. HKEF is responsible for promoting equestrian sports to the public, organizing local and international equestrian competitions, utilizing funding for the training for riders and officials, and most importantly, protecting horse welfare in the region. Recently, we have had listeners asking us about the Hong Kong Equestrian Clubs. So please subscribe, let us know what you'd like to know, and we will try our best to share more information with you in the upcoming episodes. Yes, and Jojo, Australia has been a trendy place for many Chinese horse owners purchasing their race horses. And today we have invited the chairman of the Australian Chinese Jackie Club, Teresa Poon, to share with us what is attracting Chinese owners to invest in Australia. Let's listen to her China story. Hello, Teresa. Nice to meet you here this morning. Very nice to meet you, Jojo. And I'm really, really honored to be able to uh, have a chat with you. Right. So Australian Chinese Jockey Club is expanding very rapidly. Can you tell us how ACJC was found and what are the mission of the club? ACJC was actually founded about seven years ago with just a very casual thought of mine. Because of my involvement in the breeding uh, industry, we always go to the major sale around Australia. And mm-hmm. one year when I was in Sydney, April, attending the uh, Easter sale, me and my partner, David Colbritz, were sitting in the auditorium. And I looked around and there must have been about 10 to 20% of the people that were sitting around the auditorium were Asian. And I turned to David and I said, look at these people. They came and they are obviously interested in what's going on. But I still remember when I first started to come to those yearling cell, I felt very self-conscious and I didn't know where to begin. I said, these people must be having the same feeling as me. I turned to David Colbert, my partner, and I said, what if we start or if I start trying to help them by organizing something to take their hand, to show them around and pull a few horses and start to explain to them what's happening and what to look for? Because if I walk into a cell, I would be very self-conscious and I wouldn't, even if I'm interested, I wouldn't be, be too shy to pull a horse out to start touching them or look at them. Uh, at that time, because of my business, uh, we know a lot of uh, people in the industry, in particular Victoria. And uh, one of our friends was David Moody, and he happened to be the chairman of Racing Victoria at that time. I just spoke to David Moody and David said, what an excellent idea. Go and do it, Teresa. And silly me, or without you know realizing what an enormous task that was, I started talking to a few people in in around um, my circle, and there it was the birth of Australian Chinese Jockey Club. And the mm-hmm. aim and the mission of that was basically then is to engage the people, Asian Chinese, uh, who are living in Australia, to introduce them to every aspect of the horse racing, like breeding, owning a horse, as well as becoming a member of the racing clubs. Nice. What a warm initiative. And I think you are fulfilling your mission and vision from the beginning. We wouldn't have 
been successful had we not had the support of uh, the industry people. First of mm-hmm. all, starting in Victoria is Racing Victoria. Uh, to this day, they are still the uh, official sponsor of uh, ACJC in Melbourne. And then uh, a year later, we started a chapter in Sydney. And again, Sydney uh, ATC Australian Turf Club also were very, very supportive of our initiative and they became very involved with our Sydney uh, chapter. And of course, then there were already a lot of um, major players who have Chinese uh, connection were already uh, playing a very important part in the thoroughbred industry, starting with Mm -hmm. China Horse Club, uh, which is headed by Mr. Teal. And then we have Equus, uh, start, which is uh, owned by Mr. Fong in Hong Kong, and of course uh, Yulong Start, which is by Mr. Zhang, and of course River Must Stand with Mr. Wu. And so um, with that establishment of ACJC makes sense because we got the overseas interest, huge investment in Australian racing from yeah. overseas in China and in Hong Kong. And um, the Australian Chinese Jockey Club is a little, little not-for-profit club that look after people who are living here. So there is a lot of synergy. As you have said, many members from different places in Australia. So I assume many of them came with no horse background. And in your experience, Chinese horse owner, what is their most concern at the beginning when they get the first horse? Now, the most concern at the beginning is like everyone, not only the Asian Chinese people, is where do I begin? Are they trustworthy? Do we don't have a lot of money, but we still want to have a part of the action. So the most people coming in to take part in the industry will really want to look for some expertise guidance. Mm-hmm. That's where we come in because David and myself have been, you know, owning a lot of horses and breeding horses for many years. And of yeah. course, we don't become successful just as of overnight, we yeah. went through a lot of, uh, you know, trial and errors. So a lot of Chinese concern is, what if I trusted the wrong person? Does it cost a lot of money for us to get involved? And we would obviously like to have some success in the first instance. So in answer to your question, we always like to uh, guide our members into forming a, a group of people so that uh, we can actually own a little bit of a share of in one horse or so with some uh, successful trainers so that the, the start of capital is not big, but we can somehow uh, have a little bit of uh, confidence in those professional bloodstock consultants and trainers that they will give us a little bit of a return in terms of a few winners here and there so that we can enjoy being an, an owner of a winner. And so a a lot of our members who actually started that way have now gained confidence going into their own horses or taking a bigger share in a horse. And uh, so happened that, you know, that we, whoever we went with, we had a bit of luck and the trainers and the bloodstock consultant did actually deliver and uh, we didn't kind of burn our money, so to speak, completely. Very wise to keep the risk low and to give them trust. This is a very then, good yes, way to bring them in. Really rewarding that the members have actually had a bit of fun and have the confidence in going further. We cannot guarantee success, but at least they find it interesting and the joy enough to continue.
Yes, playing with the big names and experienced people like you, I think it's very wise. So my last question is: Australia now is one of the most popular place for Chinese to get their horses. So what attracts Chinese people and horse owner to invest in Australia? Okay, you use the right word, invest. Apart from getting a lot of fun and a lot of joy, seeing you know, to take part in being an owner and and a member of the club, investment is the major part of this、uh, operation. So the return of invest is every investors want to first look at. First of all, Australia racing is very regulated. Once an industry is regulated, it gives you the confidence that there will be less unhealthy business operation going on. We are one of the cleanest regulated sports in the world, and then the return in investment is when we own a horse. The price money in Australia, I would say, apart from Hong Kong, we are、um, the most attractive one.、Mm-hmm. And also another part is our breeding industry is very very healthy. We breed some very good horses. So in answer to your question is, we got a very very clean regulated industry. Price money return of investment is excellent, and also we breed them all. So where on earth, where else do you want to, if you are interested in owning a horse or raise a horse, Australia is the the reason is compelling. If companies want to cooperate with your club or if member wants to join your club, how do they find you? The best way is to log in on our website www.acjc.org.au, and、uh, we will have all the、uh, contact details. Or myself,、uh, which、uh, once you log into the info at acjc.org.au, it will direct to me directly. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you for your time, and I've learned a lot today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And、Bye. see you. Bye. The Australian Chinese Jockey Club is contributing enormously to the promotion of racing culture to Chinese people. On top of that, it also creates a top-notch social community to help Chinese in Australia to better integrate into the local society and culture. So true. Okay, let's wrap up here, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. This podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang. Powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China.